Alright, listen up. If you're not happy with the way your site's performing, give me a call. Or you can just check out uh, my free webinar, Why All E-Commerce Sites Fail. Uh, it's at nadimo.com slash free. N-A-D-I-M-O dot com slash free for the free webinar. Check it out now. Enjoy the show. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today's show with your host, Brandon Moskow, of course, and today I'm excited. I have Mike Potter on the line. He's the co-founder and CEO of Rewind. Uh, today we're going to talk with him about uh, a lot about security, malware and ransomware attacks and those types of things. Um, so it's good to have you on the show, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. Great to be here. Yeah, no, I think it'll be an interesting show. Like I said before, um, one of the things that people are running into a lot of these days is, I mean, malware attacks have always been fairly commonplace, but they seem to be ramping up. Um, also, ransomware attacks, or whatever you want to call them, ransom attacks, um, have been increasing. I've seen a lot of increase in that amongst uh, in that field, uh, especially in the e-commerce world, and that's why I wanted to bring you on the show today and and talk about uh, talk about website security for e-commerce. So, um, before we get going, though, I'd love it if you could give a little bit of a background on yourself and uh, what you're doing there with Rewind and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, at Rewind. We're an online backup company for SaaS applications. Um, we're focused mainly on uh, Shopify and big commerce for e-commerce uh, solutions. Um, and we provide backups um, for those for those particular platforms. Um, so we're protecting things like products, orders, customers, themes, the look of the store, um, et cetera. and we're able to rewind anything uh, in case of a in case of a data disaster. Um, from a personal standpoint, uh, Rewind uh, is my fourth company that I've started. So I've done, um, run a bit of a serial entrepreneur, if you will, although I've been told sometimes if you call yourself a serial entrepreneur, it really just means that you failed a whole bunch of times. Um, and so I think that's definitely the case for me. Um, I've run, uh, I did a little bit of e-commerce a long time ago. I used to run a website called inthehack.com. So for your uh, Canadian audience, uh, they might recognize that. Uh, term as being something related to curling. So I was a big curling fan as I was growing up um, and ran a fairly popular uh, curling community website uh, a number of years ago uh, and started doing some uh, online e-commerce uh, transactions probably about 10 or 15 years ago, actually, where we were selling curling gloves um, through this community website um, that I'd built. And so I've got a bit of uh, online e-commerce experience as well. And um and, and now running this, uh, you know, this startup here in Ottawa. Right on. Um, yeah, and that's one of the things, the, like, essentially the best way to, to protect your site is to have backups in place that you can restore back to. Um, I mean, there's, there's other pieces, but essentially what it ends up coming down to is getting your site back um, 
So I would love it if you could talk about some of the, the you know, the reasons like the, I mean, I guess essentially the reasons for Rewind starting because that comes down to what the need was that you were finding in the market and what people are running into as far as these types of attacks and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think you're totally right, right? At some point, um, you need to make sure that you've got a backup. I mean, it's kind of your last resort of, of data protection. Um, you know, we can talk maybe a bit uh, later in the show around, you know, password and password security, um, you know, the use of two-factor authentication, um, you know, concepts of least privilege with, you know, making sure that you're only giving people access to what they need to. What what we found with Rewind was that even though the solutions that um, that we're focused on are SaaS-based, um, people sort of assumed that the that they were covered from a backups perspective. Um, and it turns out that uh, that in particular for Shopify and big commerce, they're not. Uh, while they do have backups at a system level, like at an aggregate level, um, they don't have account level backups. So if something happens to your store. Um, you can't go into their backups and then recover that data. Um, you know, so for people using WooCommerce and Magento, you know, backups are a critical part of, of their sort of daily infrastructure, right? It's, it's part of their processes is to take regular backups of all the changes that are happening in their store, making sure that, um, that they've got everything secured, um, and stored in a, in a separate place, separate from their main server. Uh, so that if something does happen to their main um, to their main account, they can get back and they can recover that data easily. Um, and a, a lot of people assume that that's the same thing for the SaaS e-commerce solutions. Um, and uh, and it is possible with Rewind, but it's not something that the platforms do uh, on their own. They don't provide that account level protection um, that Rewind provides for them. Yeah, and that's interesting. That's one of the things that we've found uh, with dealing with. Solutions is people think you know it's an all-in-one solution, so they think it's going to cover everything, um, including these types of things. And until it's too late, they don't realize that it didn't. Um, and and also for those who are using open source um, solutions like WooCommerce or Magento's or those types of things, it's important that you're ensuring that your development team is or you know whoever it is that you've got managing your site in those ways is doing regular backups and the proper backups that are taking that account level detail um so that's i mean a very important point to emphasize i think uh for all site owners specifically um and in your case yeah. with the SaaS model uh solutions they need to be aware that that they don't it doesn't come with that you know you need to have Solution like rewind in place for those those solutions. Yeah, I think you know if you've got if you're running you know WooCommerce and Magento and you've got a backup solution in place, I would I'd highly recommend that you test that solution out as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, set up a staging server or some other server where you can test to make sure that the backup's going to work when you need it to. Um, you know, with 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 us um, and the SaaS solutions. Uh, we, we do have another product that we sell that helps sort of set up um, a staging environment and keep that staging environment up to date. And but you know, with with a backup company that is that's constantly working, at least from a SaaS perspective, I think you can you can be you have a bit more assurance um, that it's going to be able to recover your data 
as opposed to you know some of the plugins that we've seen on WordPress that are that are maybe out of date. Um, you might not have that same level of comfort. So you know if you are using WordPress or Magento or something like that, I'd you know I'd give that backup uh, a good test just to make sure that at the end of the day, if something does happen, um, you can be really reasonably confident that you're going to be able to get that data back. Right. So, you know, okay. typical kind of stuff when you're looking at what software to use. Right. Don't pick the yeah. oldest one. The cheapest one is not always the best. Make sure that everything's up to date. Um, and, you know, you've you generally got a good level of protection there. Absolutely. And the, one of the things that um, I want to mention, too, when you talk about extensions um, in the open source market, uh, it's very important that you be careful with those extensions specifically when it comes to backups because um, once there's a lot of like a lot of the attacks that are made are made directly through those types of like those extensions so they may gain access to your site uh, and your backup process if they target those extensions specifically um, and especially in the open source community it's it's a lot easier for them to to gain that access that way um, that all said one of the things that you did talk about there was um, passwords and two-factor authentication. I'd love to hear a little bit more of your thoughts on that as well, because um, I find that a lot of people are still using, you know, password one two three or, you know, password as the password. Um, yeah. I'd like to know, you know, if you have some thoughts on that area, it would be great to hear that too. Yeah, I mean, definitely something that. Um, that we we take seriously, you know, at our company is is security. Um, we use something. Uh, we use a program called One Password, which is actually you know fellow Canadian company uh, out of Toronto. Um, just raised a couple hundred million dollars actually, um, and One Password works um, phenomenally well. Right, works across Windows and Mac uh, and Linux, uh, Android and iOS. So it's covered on your mobile devices. Um, we store all of our passwords um, for the company in in one password, and we highly recommend that um, that that everybody who's running anything online use a password manager. You know, one one password tends to be our favorite, but there's other options out there like LastPass, for instance. I think the key there is you want to make sure that you're using a random password on every site that you go to. Right? There's all sorts of attacks now on hacking into online accounts. And if you're using the same password on one online account as, as every other one, um, as soon as one account is compromised, every single account that you've got would be similarly compromised. And, you know, there's definitely people out there who are uh, putting scripts in place that would automatically try the login, you know, username, password combination that's been hacked. And... Um, and, and trying that on every server that they come across. And so, you know, if you're using WooCommerce or WordPress or something like that and, and they get access to your, to your account and your password, I mean, that's, that's really sort of your first line of defense is, is that password. And so you want to make sure that that's a, a random password. Each site that you go to is using a different password. And really the only way you can do that reliably is to make sure that um, that it's stored in a password manager like LastPass and, and One Password. I think you know a lot of the times when we when we talk about that, people um, people generally can't understand. Well, how does how does having one password 
make it more secure, right? Like, like why is one password uh, or last pass and I have to have a password to get into that account. So how does that actually make all of my passwords more secure? And I'm not going to get into the detailed solution of how one password has built their product, but um, suffice it to say that it, it is um, it, it is very good in terms of securing your stuff, um, nearly impenetrable. Um, Apple is using it for all of their employees, um, and you know, hundreds or thousands of organizations are using it for managing their own passwords. And so, we highly recommend that that all of our customers use you know some sort of password manager for securing their passwords. It it really is that that first line of defense for your account. And then once you've got that enabled, uh, quite a few online accounts now allow you to do something called two-factor authentication, right? And so this two-factor authentication tends to be, um, a lot of times they're sending you a text message to your cell phone. It's typically a six-digit code that they're mailing to you or texting to you. Um, and that two-factor authentication means that even if somebody does get your username and gets your password, um, they still can't log in because after they enter you, their username and password, they're prompted for this other code that's going to be texted to your cell phone or something. So, you know, like a lot of the online banks in Canada, for instance, now offer two-factor authentication. Um, Google offers it. Uh, Apple offers it. You know, most most large organizations now are offering two-factor authentication onto it. And so that's the sort of second aspect of, you know, making sure you've got this this random password for the site is if there's an option to put two-factor authentication on your account, you know, regardless of that's WordPress or Magento or Shopify or BigCommerce uh, or really any online service, not even just your e-commerce ones, you make sure you do that because that's your that's really the second line of defense, right? If somebody gets your username and password, they still won't be able to log into your account because they won't get that text message that's coming to yourself. Exactly. It's one of those things that as a development Team we hate <laughs> because yeah, when we yeah. access somebody's account and they have two-factor verification, then we need to make sure we're in touch with them so that they can then give us the code to log in, et cetera, et cetera. But it's absolutely a great way to keep keep those who shouldn't be in there out of there. Um, I think that it's absolutely a critical piece um, for, for that end of things, absolutely. Uh, we agree with you entirely, especially including on the, uh, you know, the, like a password management tool like like One Password or um, I use Dashlane. It's a similar type of thing. Right. Where you just log in yeah. to that system and then it'll populate passwords throughout uh, whenever you're logging into different areas. And the thing about those uh, types of solutions is they always, you know, they're random, randomized passwords. You're not going to log into one place and then you have the same password for another. And one of the things that you mentioned there is, for example, if you're a, uh, you know, you're an e-commerce store owner and you have an admin access level to your, to your site, um, and you're using the same password as you might be using on, you know, on Facebook, for example. Um, one of the things is, let's say they hack into Facebook where there's a big breach so on one of the accounts that you have out there. It might not even be something like large like that. Um, if they they have systems in place, like the hacker isn't just somebody sitting behind a screen doing everything manually. They have scripts running on all different devices, hitting each hitting multiple sites, 
And so once they get access to one, they're going to pull that information automatically and run it against the gamut of different places to log in. Um, and so it's, it's your, you know, as soon as you find out that your accounts can compromise, by the time you found that out, they've probably tried to compromise your account in multiple areas. Yeah. Um, and if they happen to know that, you know, you have admin um, privileges, I mean, that gets one step further than what I'm talking about. But then they start running it against the, the login areas on platforms. Um, Shopify, for example, they might, you know, they can go to the one single login area and, and access it that way. Um, and so that's why it's so critical what you spoke about with the two-factor authentication and the password, you know, having a good password manager so you don't have, you know, have a, an extensive, they don't have one single password. Um, and I mean, the other side of what you said is, well, I have one password to log into that, you know, to that application. Well, like you said, there's some real strong technology in place, not to mention that Europe, they usually use what's called a passphrase, so it makes it a lot longer, and you have to use all kinds of different characters, and it's not something that's always, it's going to be something that's very, very hard to break to begin with. Um, and if they, and, and you're, Runs is dependent on them being secure, and so that is their number one focus. Those companies need to be secure. If they ever had a data breach on those solutions, they're going to be out of business. So they're pretty much have to be on top of their game. Um, so make sure you use the reputable ones that have been around, um, but in the same vein, be aware that they have to be on their game, um, and that is why it's so hard to penetrate those at a very, very high, high level, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd mentioned when we first kind of exchanged information uh, a lot about the, uh, you know, a, a, Forrester report, uh, a Forrester report by analyst Josh Zelenos, Zelenis, I'm not sure, uh, and he mentioned that uh, there's likely to be an uptick in ransomware attacks on e-commerce sites the holiday season. And normally I don't like to talk about specific times of year because I think it's important that, that people be able to listen to and gain value from the podcast on a daily basis, no matter what time of year it is. Um, but that said, I mean, there's always different holidays. So regardless of, you know, right now, um, Cyber Monday's, past um, but I'd love to find out your thoughts on on those on the t attacks and, and and those types of things as related to that report yeah I think I you know that um, that I mean you know more transactions right so as more money starts flowing through e-commerce on the internet, I don't think there's any question that the number of attacks on on those sites is going to increase, right? I mean, the hackers tend to tend to go where the people are and where the money is flowing, um, and so I think you'll see increase in attacks on on all sorts of things. There's, there's different levels of attacks that um, that'll be put in place. You know, there's more sophisticated ones where they're trying to um, maybe redirect a checkout to a different uh, to a different location so they can scam the credit card numbers or they might be looking to get access to credit card numbers if they're being um, saved on a website. 
Um, and then there's generally, there's, you know, a bunch of, you know, young people out there who are just looking to cause. Yes. Did uh, all of your products or something. Yeah, well, exactly. That's the, there's the two sides to the, well, there's three sides I find with, with hackers. One is they're, they're money motivated. Two, they're more vandalist motivated. They just want to get in and make a mess of things and, and show that off to whoever, themselves or, or the world. Um, or three, they, uh, they want, well, it kind of goes back to money motivated, but they want to put a ransom in place. Yeah. And, I think it was in that report, um, 70% of small business sites hit by cyber attacks were forced offline last year. Um, and I mean, that's, that's absolutely horrible, really. Um, and when you really consider that, you know, one in 10 of those were forced to shut their doors for good, because a lot of people, when they're running sales and promotions at a certain time of year, um, they're heavily dependent on the revenues from that specific season, um, especially in the e-commerce, uh, like sole e-commerce plays, um, because a lot of them might be geared more towards a specific uh, product. But, I mean, that's, that's not a very nice statistic to consider, especially when you're a small business owner just trying to make, you know, make a go of things. And then you find out that, you know, you have 70% uh, chance of being attacked and, you know, one in 10 of those companies had to shut down. Um, I think that just blends back to what you talk about with everything we've covered in the show, you know, how to protect yourself um, as well as making sure that you have those, have that information backed up properly. Um, so I'd love it if you had any, you know, final parting thoughts um, or any other ideas or thoughts you wanted to share with everybody? Uh, yeah, so I definitely think, for your time. you know, the, the password um, thing, I think is probably the most important um, protection that people can take, right, is, is making sure you're using a random password. That's really super important. Um, the use of two-factor authentication, um you know, can be a bit of a pain, like you talked about, you know, having to get that code to log in. Um, but it really does work and, and it provides that extra level of security. Um, we often operate on a, what we call a principle of least privilege. So if you've got, if you're giving access to your accounts, um, uh, you know, or to your sites, you really shouldn't give anyone access to your accounts. But if you're giving access to your sites, make sure you're only giving people permission for what they need to do. So if you've got a team that is responsible for taking orders, for instance, don't give them the ability to edit products um, or your theme. Um, just, you know, reduce reduce the amount of things they have access to so that they can't cause um, many problems. So, you know, that's in security, that's called the concept of least privilege and giving people only access to the minimum things that they need to do. I think that's the sort of second aspect. Um, obviously, you know, not sharing your password, don't share accounts, give individual people access to it. You talked a little bit about, you know, extensions and, and in, you know, in Shopify and BigCommerce, they're called apps. It's basically the same thing. Make sure that, you know, before you're installing those, you're doing some proper vetting on them, right? So you might want to consider whether, you know, giving that, if you can find a phone number for that person or, or that app or extension, 
you know, try calling them and seeing what happens. And um, can you look them up on LinkedIn? There's, there's little things that you can do to just validate whether the extension and the app is built by a reputable person or not. Um, and I think doing just a little bit of homework before you install software um, is always a good idea, regardless of whether it's on your e-commerce store uh, or whether it's on your, you know, your home computer. Um, you really do need to be careful about what what other things you're allowing people to do. And then at the end of the day, you know, you really do need to make sure that you've got a backup because as much as you can, you know, secure your password, secure your account, make sure people only have access to the things that they need. Um, vet all the apps that you can. You, know, you can do all of that and, and really secure your site, but at the end of the day, people just people make mistakes, right? I mean, it's just human nature. And so you're you know you're protecting against all the other attacks that you can get, but you're also protecting against yourself. And generally, what we find with uh, with our customers is you know they're entrepreneurs, they are uh, tired, they work long hours, um, and they generally make mistakes. You know, they accidentally mm-hmm. delete something or they, they edit the file that they shouldn't be editing. And just making sure you've got that backup of, of your data, you know, helps make sure, gives you the peace of mind really to make sure that, you know, if something does happen, you know, if somebody does get access to your password um, and somehow they get access to your account or you install a bad extension or app, um, a backup is really your last, last resort. Um, and you hope you never have to use it, but you are really, really happy when that you've got it when you do need it. And it's uh you know it's the unfortunate thing we you know we find with a backup is you, you never know you need it until you need it. And uh when you need it if you don't have it, it it's it's too late, right? So make sure you've got a good backup of your system. Make sure your passwords are secure. Make sure you're only given access to the people that need it. Um, and uh, and enable two-factor authentication. And if you follow those guiding principles, I think you'll generally be doing better than most. Yeah, I would agree. And like you said, I think of I think of backups as insurance, right? I mean, insurance is one of the most difficult things in the world to sell because people, you know, until they need it, they don't want to buy it or pay for it. Um, and that's why you see all these really wacky commercials out there for selling insurance but the truth be told if you don't have a backup and you need it it's too late and you'll be one of those one in ten that were forced out to shut your doors potentially yeah um and that i mean it increases that chance there it's kind of a risk versus reward type of thing and when you really think about risk mitigation your risk management practices which is one thing that's often missed in e-commerce um one of the most important things from the technical perspective, is having a backup. Um, and I think that's, I mean, that's why you guys are here. Um, and so yeah. I thank you for your time today, Mike. Thank you, Brandon. It was great talking to you. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Very hungry. Very hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking.